Welcome in everyone to Locked on Knicks. I am Alex Wolf. I am joined by a very special guest today. I'm joined by Bootum, aka at the real Bootum on Twitter of posting and toasting. He helps me out on Twitter. He writes for the site. Bootum, how are you today? I'm fantastic. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. Well, that is awesome. Uh, well, we are going to uh, get into the schedule today. So I've got Bootum here. We're going to go over literally every game on the schedule. We're going to pick out whether we think it's going to be a win, a loss, a tie, uh, if the stadium will explode, or any of the things you know that could possibly happen in any given game. That is all coming up right now on Locked on Knicks. You are Locked on Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Knox foul from behind. Count and one. As Fisdale pumps his fist. What he does is contagious. Oh, Robinson with a catch and slam. Across the lane to Trier. Trier drives. Becomes infectious. All right, you are locked on Knicks. Again, this is Alex Wolf, joined by the real Bootum, not the fake Bootum. You may know him as Bootum on Twitter or at the real Bootum, or you might know him by his first name, Alex, but I refuse to call him Alex because I'm Alex, and there can only be one Alex on the show, Bootum. So you're going to have to be Bootum for the rest of the show. Um, you know, uh, hopefully the way I stole Drew's spot from the posting and toasting show, I will eventually, by the end of this show, I will prove myself as the true Alex and you will be known as the lowly Buddham. And yeah, people I will start calling me by my last name. Just be like, Wolf. yeah, Wolf I actually kind of like that though. Cause Wolf is a <laughs> very cool name. Yeah. It's a pretty good last name. Yeah. So I never really minded that. I used to get that a lot, like in high school and stuff, people would just call me Wolf and I'd be like, well, <laughs> I'm not going to correct you because that's cooler than if they would call me like Alexander or something for sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Cause I, you're an Alexander as well. Right. I assume. Yeah. I mean, I, I was always a big Alexander guy. I just learned at a very young age, people were not capable of calling you Alexander. And now oh. I'm not even called Alex. I'm called Bootum or um, disappointment. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> see i so, was yeah, never I mean, a huge fan i was never a huge fan of being called alexander i don't know why it just felt too formal to me it made me feel like a freaking like i don't know like a duke or something you know what i mean like yeah i don't know just something weird where i just felt like i don't know it was my it was my name you know i, I don't know I just, I just liked it i didn't like uh thought it was unique i, I don't know i don't really know why. i just, I just kind of like the full thing but i don't really care yeah I, I i don't see any problem with that it just wasn't for me but you're bootum today so yeah. a little bit. Uh, so Budum, we're uh, we're going over the whole schedule today. Uh, Gavin and I briefly touched on it on a quick segment the other day. Just highlighted a couple key matchups, but I thought it could be fun to literally go over every game. Uh, I wasn't planning on keeping a tally, but you know what? Right on the fly, right now, I am going to start just a quick Google Doc and keep a tally of That's it, big. and then maybe we can like figure out 
how many wins and losses we have. Uh, so let's do go here. I'm going to just set up a basic spreadsheet. And we're just going to say win, loss. Okay. So first game is Wednesday, October 23rd at San Antonio. Budum, how are you feeling about game one against San Antonio on the road? I'm, I'm feeling the win. I mean, mostly just to stick it to Matt Moore, who was uh, roasting the Knicks for saying that because the Spurs' first game was against the Knicks and other news are starting one and out. Even though I did make the same exact joke for the Knicks. I mean, but honestly, the Knicks have weirdly had a lot of success against the Spurs since 2013. Like, I remember, I mean, it doesn't really matter. But like in 2013, I remember, you know, they pulled off, the, they, they beat them twice. And then like, I remember like Lua Munson had a game winner against them. And then last year, which is actually relevant, uh, we beat them in that last game. Dennis Smith had that nice uh, alley-oop off the glass to Mitch. You know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the win. Um, I'm, I don't know. We we improved the Spurs. You know, they lost Davis Bertans. We stole Marcus Morris from them. I'm just feeling, I'm just feeling optimistic. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the dub. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling it too. If we're being honest, like Marcus Morris, like I think, I don't, I don't know if he has a reason to want to have revenge on the Spurs, but I feel like he's. This is like his revenge game. To be like, I don't know, you guys didn't pay me enough money, so I went to the Knicks to make more money for one season. Or something even like that. though, like, even though, like, after taxes, it's like the same amount. I think. Yeah, I really, like, don't understand. I really yeah. will never understand that whole Marcus Morris saga, but I'm glad we got him. I am Actually, too. I, I'm like super excited for Marcus Morris, and I, I really don't know like what dissolved with the Spurs because like you would think there would have been plenty of playing time for him there and more of a winning situation and everything else, but. I don't know. I guess Perry and Mills like really uh, charmed him to come here instead, which is a, a nice change of pace to steal a free agent from the Spurs. So just like the Knicks beat the Spurs in in uh, free agency with Marcus Morris, I'm also going to give them the dub there. Uh, what do you think about Game Two um, against Brooklyn at Brooklyn? I well, all right, at Brooklyn. I mean, let's be real. This is, I mean, at Brooklyn is essentially a home game. I, I I hope even with the likely bandwagons that we will fill that stadium with blue. I mean, I used to honestly like the Nets a bit, but this this summer has divided me too much. Like I'm too pro. I was too anti signing Kevin Durant to like still kind of like the Nets. I'm like full full Knicks now. I can't in good faith say we will lose to the Nets. I mean, Julius Randle is going to do sickly things to that front court of DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen. Um, I, I'm going to, I, you know, I, 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 just, I can't in good faith say that we're going to lose to the Nets. Ever. Yeah, I, I actually sort of agree with you, if we're being honest. Like, I think that, I think it's going to kind of work out the same way. I think, uh, I think that, like, Julius Randle's going to go off and, I think for whatever reason, the Knicks are going to look a little more cohesive right at the beginning of the season. Maybe it's like less expectations and stuff like that. You know, the Knicks will just go out there and kind of have fun with it. And like the Nets will be riding that like new team that added big free agents, like, you know, early season struggle bus. Yeah, you know? I mean, it'll have been the second game of the season 
So Kyrie probably will have turned on the locker room by then. Um, yeah, that uh, the the honeymoon period will be over. Kyrie will be chewing out every young member of the Nets. They'll already be. Um, it'll already be a locker room disaster. So everybody will already be at each other's throats. He'll have already like yeah. said the Karis Levert cost them the first game or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By <laughs> it's like Kyrie like passed out to him or something, and Levert didn't make the shot, and Kyrie will be like, well. If he was a little older, you know, Kyrie's definitely like, he's not super old himself, but seems to hate any player that's younger than him, yeah. like he did on Celtics. So he'll just be like, if he was older, he could have made that shot. Like, no, I mean, it's a very real thing. I mean, like you could say the difference between the Nets and the Celtics is that like Kyrie wanted to be in Brooklyn and he didn't want to be with Boston. The truth is, I mean, he did say he was happy to be in Boston until. You know, that one, you know, whatever happened, where all of a sudden he, like, he just started hating uh, the young players for like going out or something. And then, like, Hayward passing to Tatum or Tatum passing Hayward, I don't really remember. Something like that. Like, I could, you know, and, like, everything's all fine and Danny till it isn't. Like, I'm kind of memeing. I'm sure the locker room will still be fine by October 25th. But, like, especially with KD there, too, which is, he was like insane. Like, Kyrie and KD are both insane. Like, there's a very real, like, locker room concerns. In Brooklyn, yeah, nice culture, yeah. Well, and it's going to be interesting too to see how Kyrie reacts because I really th- like my thought on Brooklyn. I think I expressed this on one of the pods recently. Is like I don't really know that they're actually going to be that much better than like the Celtics were last year. It like I feel like they're going to come in with really high playoff expectations this year, and without Durant, I don't think they're anything too too special. Uh, and I don't know if they're going to get roasted for that or not. Probably not, because the Nets are, like, a media darling. Um, but, you know, there's, like, all these, like, crazy expectations being put on them, even without Durant, and I don't know that they're going to really meet or exceed any of those, because I really don't think that, like, swap Kyrie Irving with D'Angelo Russell and add DeAndre Jordan, who's inexplicably going to be taking playing time from a guy that they said was the future, and Jared Allen, it just it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't really jive for me. So I guess I guess we'll see how it all goes, though. I, they also might be adding Carmelo. So I don't know how oh, you yeah. feel about that, Boonham. I saw those rumors today. <laughs> well, my my uh, my joke take on it was that he'll be a nice preview of uh, how Durant will play when he comes back. Um, but I mean, I mean, truth is, Mel would be a pretty good fit because they like sucking uh, threes. I mean, I don't know. Mel's my boy, but truthfully, he's just like. He's just kind of bad now, unfortunately. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. If if he went to the Nets, it, it would make me start, uh, you know, I'd, I'd have to support him. And I, I'd start liking the Nets a bit more. But uh, just what you were saying about the Nets next season, I mean, they might I, – I could definitely see that, that they are not going to meet expectations. I mean, it like – I mean, I, a lot of their success – Last year, I, I felt like a lot of it was, I don't know, eh, forget last year. I mean, I, I could, I could, I mean, the truth is the roster like isn't that terrific, I'd say. But like, the thing is, like, objectively, the Nets bring out a lot. Like, they, they bring out the best in everyone. Like, Kyrie over Danza Russell, like, on paper should be that much of an upgrade. But like, the Nets just like really do like kind of seem to enhance everyone you know like they so many of the guys that are big for the nets now you know weren't even like 
you know, like Joe Harris was out of the league. Spencer Dinwiddie is out of the league. You know, Damari Carroll's like a salary dump and he became a big player for them. So, I mean, I could easily see them being like a worse version of Celtics or just kind of last year's Celtics in general. But they, I, like objectively, they, they could be, they, I mean, they should honestly be better considerably than last year. I still think that full strength, even with Durant next season, that they're still like not better than the Sixers, Bucks, Lakers, or Clippers. Though. Like, I still don't think this is like a, at best, I still don't think it's a championship team. Yeah, I think they'd even with even once Durant comes back, even if Durant comes back like like Kevin Durant, you know what I mean? Like I still feel yeah like there's still probably like an ECF team and that's about it. Like I, I don't really know. I don't know if they could get by the Bucks and yeah. I don't know if they could get by, like you said, the Sixers. Like I mean the Six like they kind of made a little bit of noise in the playoffs last year against the Sixers, and then the Sixers just like soundly like smushed them. After yeah, what was it? It was that first game that they lost, and then the Sixers won four yeah. straight. Okay? Yeah, and that was with like Embiid missing a game too. Yeah, uh, I yeah. mean the Nets are a lot different. I mean, they, I mean, you know, Russell's gone. Obviously, Carroll. I mean, they lost a lot of. I mean, the whole thing was the culture, and I mean, I would definitely. You know, I don't think the Nets really did anything bad. Like you know, I I would you know I'm not saying they should have kept Jared Dudley for the sake of culture over Kyrie and KD, but I mean that is a very real thing that they were kind of you know building a cohesive unit and now all of a sudden they're just like kind of threw that out for like the new you know better players like i think it's a bad thing but it is you know something to keep an eye on that this i mean you know at first at least for this friday october 25 games i mean not be uh, a full like cohesive unit i'm with it all right and we're going to take our first break of today just a quick reminder that today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen Manscaped on Shark Tank, and Men's Journal named their Lawnmower 2.0 as one of the best tools in men's grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code Locked On at Manscaped.com. That's Locked On at Manscaped.com. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next one, because we're <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're already like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like five it, minutes in, and we've done two games. Although, I feel breaking down the schedule is kind of more of a thing for uh, the NFL. It's not really yeah. meant for uh, eighty-two games, but uh, well, you know what's what's good yeah. is once we get past the first few, then it gets a lot easier because once you yeah. get all your takes out, then it's like okay, second game against Brooklyn, like W yeah. or L, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Uh, but let's go to Boston next. So this one's the home opener, Saturday the twenty-sixth. Do you think in your heart of hearts that these Knicks can start off three and zero? against Ennis Cantor? I mean, look, I, I, it's hard for me. I'm too biased to, to say, like, like, I don't think the Knicks will, will go 82-0. But, you know, what if they did? And they're definitely not going to have that plan be foiled by starting center Ennis Cantor. Now, in a future game, when they realize Kander sucks and isn't a starting center, they may, you know, maybe the Celtics will pull it out. But today, when Julius Randle, who owned Kander and scored 40, 40 on him? 45 on him? 45, yeah. 45, or maybe, was, I don't know. Randle will destroy him. Mitchell Robinson, you know, he's probably already destroyed him in practice. He knows Ennis Kander and how much he sucks. He's just going to be, Dennis Smith Jr. is going to tear that Kemba Ennis Kander defense alive i, I yeah we're, we're, i think i think we're at a three and i'll start baby 
I think it's three and zero as well. Yeah, I think three and zero start. I, I got I got them beating the Celtics as well because it'll be the home opener. They'll be riding that wave of starting two and zero, and feel that home crowd. And I will say, I think by and large for the whole course of the season, starting three and zero is going to be a little bit of fool's gold. I don't know if they're going to necessarily like challenge for a playoff spot or anything. But uh, I will say, I think I think they're going to win this first one. Just it's just a gut feeling. I think they're going to be three and zero. I mean, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying. I mean, the Knicks like always get get off to the fake hot starts, like pretty much every year. It's pretty, it's pretty torturous. I'd say, like, even like in the good 2013 year when the Garden was eaten, that was like a nut. I mean, that was we we literally that was just a hot start and then a mediocre middle and then a hot end. Like we we always get off to. The hot stuff. So I could, I could, I could see a three and zero. Yeah, then, honestly, stuff. even like the worst Knicks teams always seem to win the first game somehow. Like last year, they they like destroyed and dismantled the Hawks in that first game. Yeah, and, and remember, then, uh, we sorry, sorry to interrupt, but uh, I was going to say fourteen, fifteen, the, yeah, the Cleveland. Exactly. Yeah, Cavs, that's the one you yeah. were probably Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, destroyed LeBron's homecoming. Like true, yeah, Travis, Travis, we're the LeBron stopper. The LeBron stopper. The it was one also the team team USA stopper today. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. Yeah, I saw that they uh that a whole bunch of G Leaguers beat Team USA in the yeah. scrimmage today. There was there was four three to four, depending on how you count it, Knicks alumni as a member of that team, if you count Travis Trice, member of the Westchester Knicks, if I remember because he was on the Jimmer team and I was I was following him back back then. It was Travis Trice, Travis Ware, uh who else? Jason Randall and uh, who's the other one today? I forget. Didn't you? Didn't you tweet it? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did tweet it. Um, Hold up. Let me let me check real quick because I know. Yeah, it was Travis. It was John Jenkins. John Jenkins. Ah, uh, last year former Nick. Yeah, that's a uh, shooter. That's kind of man. Like Team USA. Not to get off topic. Team USA seems kind of in trouble to me. That's, uh, I, that's like pretty. I think they're very much in trouble. I mean, yeah. goodness, um, I I've never rooted so hard against America in my life after <laughs> they disrespected my son Mello by calling him a distraction. Like I feel, I'm like a I'm like an enemy of the country right now. I'm so anti USA. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty bad that they couldn't even like bring Mello in to be like. We'll bring him in just to practice, like, because he's a USA legend, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, it was pretty stupid. I mean, pretty that, cold. that's, yeah, I mean, that's one thing. But then just, like, what Jerry Colangelo literally said, he, like, let me see. Uh, yeah, I, I forget. What uh, I, mean, and he, I mean, I don't know. He brushed him off as a distraction. There was another quote where he was like, oh, he's just going to want minutes, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, I don't know. This is just disrespectful, like. It's one thing not to sign him. I mean, I, you, you could afford to just have him on the team. Like, he's not going to cause a – I don't think he'd really cause a distraction begging for minutes. Like, I think he'd, he'd just, you know, he'd play and probably be bad. But, like, it's not like this team – I mean, this Team USA team is not very good. You know, I don't think it would be the worst thing to give a spot to, like, who's weirdly, like, one of the best Team USA players. Like, he, he like, he, you know, he has three gold medals. He's like the all-time record for like points, rebounds, games played, threes made, field goals made. He probably yeah. attempted to. Yeah. takes a lot of shots, that, that fella. But, uh, yeah. 
Mad disrespect, but whatever. I mean, maybe Team USA will get their, you know, get their comeuppance and bottom out with a bronze medal or something. Because uh, it's like that's like basically last place for Team USA is winning a bronze medal. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take our second break of the day. Just another reminder that today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is number one in men's below the belt grooming. You may have seen Manscaped on Shark Tank and Men's Journal named their Lawnmower 2.0 as one of the best tools in men's grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code locked on at manscaped.com. That is locked on at manscaped.com. All right, let's move to the next game. We got uh, Chicago is the fourth game at home. What do you think? Return of Luke Cornett. Return of Luke Cornett. I would love to go to this game. Just shower, shower him in love. Um, I feel like, I feel like we're, you know, I feel like we, we got to lose eventually for being, if we're keeping it a buck, um, Lou Cornette comes off the bench, gives, goes off for seven threes off the, no, I don't know, but I, I, I could see us losing. I mean, here's a very, like, I mean, you're talking earlier about like how, how you don't think the Knicks are going to get playoff push. Like, I think there is like a lot of hype on the team. I mean, I think the Knicks did get considerably better this season, but like, you have to realize that. We did, the Knicks did have the worst record in the NBA, and a lot of these teams also, you know, that were ahead of us improved. Like the Bulls, like you know, they're kind of under the radar, but like you know, they're gonna have a Laurie back for you know, he should be more healthy. And you know, they added Kobe White. I don't think he's gonna be that good. They added Thad Young. They added Tomas Satoransky, who's honestly like a very solid player. And they added my boy Luke Cornett, who's a very solid player. Like you know, that's just like another. So, I mean, I could very easily see, even though you may think, like, oh, it's the Bulls. I mean, we're, we're the Knicks, and the Bulls got a little better. I could I could see them uh, pulling out the dub. Thaddeus yeah. Young, a note frustratingly, like, lighting us up off the bench or something. Yeah, I'm going with uh, – I'll be succinct here, uh, but I think I think that you're right. Cornette, Markinen, and Thad Young, who I forgot that they even got, to be honest. Exactly. Uh, I, they're gonna they're gonna pop some threes. They're gonna take advantage of the fact that Julius Randle isn't the most mobile defender in the world, and I think that's gonna kill the Knicks in that one. And they're gonna come back to earth and be three and one. Uh, what do we think about Orlando fifth game? Orlando at Orlando. At Orlando, that I'm going. I'm going quick. Orlando. I'm just gonna say loss. I think it's a loss. I don't yeah, know. I'm feeling the loss. I'm feeling. I'm feeling the loss too. I don't know. Maybe. Uh... Vucevic and Ross destroy us. I don't know. I mean, the Knicks are on a, a world beating team. You know, I, I, we could, uh, the first guy that like the first guy that can get Mitch in serious foul trouble. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. All so, right. Uh, uh, Friday, November first at Boston. Two games against Boston. In the first six. Okay. They're still starting Ennis Kanter. I'm sorry. We just have to. We're just destroying them. We're eating them alive. You know, maybe the next game they'll learn their lesson. But right now, I I'm got going two zero against Boston too. I think yeah, I like yeah. this. Screw them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. Next game, Sacramento at home on a Sunday. But Ooh. a six PM start, not a daytime start. Oh, daytime all right, starts all right. always kill the Knicks. Big, yeah, that's big. That's big. Um, the Kings. Who's on the Kings? They still have uh, Chris Weber. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and Vladdy Divac. They have Vladdy Divac oh. in the organization. But, uh, yeah, I mean, again, like, the Kings are another example of a team where, like, I don't even love the Kings, but they're another example of a team that, like, you know, we may think that, oh, the Knicks made big moves. But, you know, the Kings made some, like, 
under the radar moves to get better. I mean, I think Dwayne Dedman is like low key, a huge upgrade over uh, Willie Colley Stein. Also added, uh, they also added Corey Joseph. Um, and what's his face? Uh, the guy uh, Schwinn likes, uh, Rashawn Holmes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they made a bunch of like, and Trevor Reza. So, they made a bunch of like little small moves. They could low key give the Knicks trouble. Um, you know, maybe, maybe there's another loss for the Knicks. You know, all of a sudden it would bring back to earth. Maybe the three and wasn't, you know, maybe the three and wasn't a sign that we're actually going to make a title run this year because uh, we just dropped games to the Bulls, Magic, and Kings. And yeah. I'm on, I'm on the L train too uh, on this one. I think, unfortunately, I, I love the little friendly rivalry between DSJ and De'Aaron Fox, like being in the same draft class and everything. Sure. But uh, I, I think De'Aaron Fox is going to come out on top again. Apparently they have, I remember from last season, I think I, I heard it on the MSG broadcast, that apparently they have like a bet about who's faster. I, I feel like it has to be De'Aaron Fox, though. I don't think DSJ yeah, is I, faster I, than that's, Fox. That's kind of like Fox's stick. So, I mean, I, I would... I would agree with that. Though I mean, Dennis Smith. I mean, his main stick is also being athletic. But yeah, Fox is uh, he's pretty pretty uh, speedy. So pretty speedy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, I'm gonna let's see. I'm gonna just lead off with my thought on this one, and it's just a total rapid reaction. Uh, next game is at Detroit. I don't think the Knicks are gonna win that game. I think they're gonna lose, and I'm, I'm offering no explanation other than that. Yeah. I, I feel that. I feel like the Knicks just tend to, like, weirdly suck against the Pistons. Also, like, you know, it's we have a young-ish front court with Randall and uh, Robinson. I could see, you know, Griffin and Drummond just having to feel that. You know, I, I love my boy Mitch, but he's still pretty, pretty. Uh, you know, he's not the strongest fellow. Drummond could, Drummond, I mean, I don't love Drummond, but, you know, Drummond could, like, have, like, one of his classic, like, 25, 25 games. Langston Galloway is ignited against his former team and gives us a nice 18 off the bench. Yeah, I just feel like Blake Griffin's going to cook us. Blake Griffin always cooks the Knicks. Like, I don't know, it just feels that way to me at least. Yeah, yeah no, um, I, 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 I feel the Pistons L. Okay, all right. We got, uh, What's our we got at, at Dallas next is our next game. How, 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 are, how are we doing right now? What's what's our record? How you know, you and I are agreeing too much. We're currently at four and four each. Yeah, interesting, interesting. All right, all right, all right. We're at Dallas. I cannot, in good faith, ever say that this will be. Is this on national television? No, this that's one? the next one. The fourteenth right. or whatever. That's either, the one that's going to be. On either national. way. Either way, uh, you know, Porzingis will be coming off his torn ACL. You know, he's going to still be. Uh, being uh, all a little baby, um, you know, Dantas is still gonna be fat. Um, I don't know. I I, I am expecting. I, I mean, no, the, I mean, the truth is, memeing aside, Randall does own the hell out of Porzingis. So I mean, I could see. I, I don't know. I'm feeling the dub. I'm feeling we we come out ignited, and we just actually. I don't know. I mean, we are playing in Dallas. I, I really want the win, but I feel like the win may actually come when we play them at home on national TV, like I could see, especially coming off a loss of the Pistons or feeling all down in the dumps. I'm honestly feeling the L in this one. I, I hate to say it, but yeah. Yeah. I actually am too, for being honest. Uh, I want to like slap myself in the face for saying so, but I think they're going to lose this yeah. game, yeah. which is unfortunate, but 
as you have pointed out for years, you were a trendsetter on this. Porzingis will still be on his early season uh, tear before he, you know, runs out of gas a month into the season and starts to suck. So he'll still be shooting like, you know, respectable, like 46% from the floor before he dips down to 42% for the rest of the year. However, he's coming off 20 sales. So those 10 games he's normally good for may become zero. And then, you know, he's just never going to be good. And he's the worst player to ever look at a basketball, quite frankly. He's going to make Sean Bradley look pretty good, actually, would be my my guess. Yeah, most most likely. Yeah. All right. All right. Next game versus Cleveland at home. I'm just calling an easy dub on this one. Yeah, we, we got to get a dub. We just lost to the goddamn Kings, Pistons, and Mavs. We, we, we against the Cavs at home. This is a dub. Frickin' Frank out of nowhere comes off the bench and he's he's getting buckets before we ship him off to to uh, Phoenix or something. You know, like this is this is an easy easy dub in my eyes. All right, sweet. Okay, that's all for today's episode of Locked On Knicks with Bootum. Uh, this one started to go pretty long. So actually this is going to turn into, I think three parts because we took a really long time and you know what? It's a whole 82 game season. So it's going to take a while to go through. So tune in tomorrow for part two. And then on Saturday, I'll give you guys one for the weekend part three to finish going over the whole schedule, me and Bootum, the two Alex's, but he can't be Alex. All right. That's coming up on tomorrow's locked on Knicks.